Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, senior, senior pastor of the St. Matthew's Baptist Church here in Williamstown, New Jersey. And we greet you on this great Good Friday. It's good because it's redemption. Jesus died for the elect. And we are thankful to our God for sending his son to die on the cross for our sins. He was our sacrificial substitute. And we exalt him as being King of kings and Lord of lords. We pray this morning that you and your family are safe and secure as we are praying for all of you during this pandemic that you would follow national instructions first to stay put and secondly to be spaced at least six feet from other individuals. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds and uh, if you go out to wear masks and gloves, we pray that the Lord Jesus would keep you safe, you and your family. But the next thing we want to say is that we are committed here at St. Matthew's to the exaltation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the edification of his elect people, and the evangelism to a dark and a dying world. The Bible says you must be born again and we want you to know that we will be live streaming on easter at noon 12 o'clock noon and then every sunday afterwards at 11 25 a.m eight o'clock wednesday bible study all of that will be uh, for you to tune in and to get a word from god we are so glad and i want to thank all of the assistants that are here with me reverend jackson and Tony Tyler and Dave and all the people that have come in to help us engineer this broadcast. We are thankful to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now let's be guided to what we call Good Friday. That as we look at the historicity of everything throughout the Bible, I want to say that there were three reasons why Jesus was put to death. First, his preordination led to his presence on earth. God had promised Eve in the garden, chapter 3 of Genesis, a seed. A seed. He's the seed. He's the Savior. He's the Son. He's the seed to Adam and Eve. Amen. He's a savior in Isaiah chapter 9 and chapter 7, and he is a son in St. John. He is who he said he was. He was promised through preordination, listen, he was promised through preordination for him to be born in Bethlehem of Ephrata. That he came, amen as a babe in a stable. And as he burst into time, amen, uh, in Bethlehem of Ephrata in a stable because there was no room in the inn. He took on flesh, humanity, hypostatic union, theologically. He took on flesh and this flesh was 100% man, and he was still 100% God. He was the hypostatic union. 
And he, if Jesus had not come, we would be most miserable. Can I get a witness? So, 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 so the Bible talks about his preordination that led to his presence here on earth. But then secondly, his instigation led to his persecution. He intentionally instigated the religious leaders. He said, woe unto you, Matthew 23, you scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites. And then in John chapter 8, he said, you are not the true sons of Abraham. For if you were the true sons of Abraham, you would have accepted me. And so he instigates the religious leaders that not only is he the son of God, but listen, he's God the son. Yeah, God the son denotes deity. He's God, amen, and he's the son of God, and he's God, don't miss this up, the son. He came, amen, and he humbled himself. He emptied out his rights, Philippians chapter 2. He laid aside his prerogatives. He did not demand his prerogatives as God. And, and, and Paul talks about let this same mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus that we have to be willing to lay aside our rights willing to lay aside and humble, empty out our rights, empty out ourselves so that we can have Christ's likeness in our thinking. Thank you, Jesus. That, that, that as we begin to look at not only his preordination, which brought about his presence on earth, and his instigation, which led to his persecution, but his resurrection, which led to his preeminence and glory, Amen. He is the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form, and he is the potentate of paradise. Hallelujah. That, that, that as we gather today and, and, and consider this matter of Good Friday, Jesus had taken his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane, minus Judas, and Jesus was praying in Gethsemane, the garden, and the word Gethsemane means olive press. He was praying to drops like blood fell off his brow. And as he finished praying, Jewish soldiers came to arrest him. He was betrayed by a kiss from Judas. Watch who kisses you in the name of Jesus. And, 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 and so they led him away, first to Annas, then to Caiaphas, then to Pilate. And with a kangaroo court, they found him guilty, but let Barabbas, the guilty one, go. And it's in this context that Jesus was on the cross, Golgotha, Calvary, Mount Moriah, where Abraham had offered up Isaac, the same place. Jesus is on the cross. They nailed his hands and his feet. They stuck a sword in his side, a spear in his side, and blood and water came out. And he was on that cross, listen, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., six hours, as his lungs collapsed, as he endured suffering and pain for the elect. Let me stop pausing part because I'm so glad that Jesus died for my sins. 
He died on that cross of Calvary. And, 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 and understand, when we say he was in the grave three days and three nights, the sign of that, Jesus was preaching and said, as Jonah was in the great fish's belly three days and three nights, so must the Son of Man be in the grave, Sheol, three days and three nights. Some have a mathematical problem with three days and three nights. I don't. The Jewish time frame was actually 12 hours. 6 a.m. in the morning to 6 p.m. constituted one day. So when they put him on the cross at 9 a.m., he was already three hours into the day, and he died at 3 o'clock. They had to get him down before 6.01, which was the next day, the Sabbath. So Jesus, amen, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. was one day. 6, listen, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. was two days. That's Saturday, the Sabbath. 6, uh, yeah, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. was Saturday, Sunday, amen, and he got up early on Sunday morning. As we look at this matter of seven last words, seven precious last words, all that had purpose, process, and performance. The first word is in Luke 23, 34. He says, Father, notice this, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus shows a mercy in the midst of madness. Let me stop pausing part because sometimes we have a problem forgiving others. Immediately we have a problem forgiving others instantaneously. We, we won't release people until they satisfy us. Jesus came along and he said, forgive them. And this was in the midst of madness because the Bible says in Luke 23 that the soldiers had parted his garments. They walked around the cross. They mocked him and said, he saved others, but he cannot save himself. If you are truly the son of God, save yourself. Jesus didn't mumble a word. But he released those who had placed him on the cross. How are you doing with forgiveness? When somebody crosses you, when somebody does something to hurt you, are you willing to immediately release them? That is Jesus' first word, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They're sinning out of ignorance. And many of our sins are out of ignorance. The second word is found in Luke, again, 23:43. Verily, verily, I say unto you, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now, the context of this is awesome because Jesus is in the middle on a cross. There are two thieves, one on each side, and they represent typical, the unelect and the elect. One is called a malefactor. He 
he tells Jesus, I'll be quiet. You're just as guilty as we are. And the other thief immediately broke in and said, don't you fear God? And, and the other thief looks to Jesus and said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, because I believe you're the son of God, I believe you're God the son, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. And Jesus said, this day, not, 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 not after your soul sleep, not, not after, amen, you're in the grave for eons and eons. No, this day. Thou shalt be in paradise with me. And when a child of God dies, we are absent from the body and we're present with the Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. To be absent, look at the tense, is to be present. There's no time factor involved. We immediately go to be with Jesus. This day, what a promise. This day, if I drop dead right now, I'm, I'm, the speed limit to heaven is a twinkling of an eye. I'm already in the presence of Jesus. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. He says, this thief, while on the cross, you know that's power. He saved him from the guttermost to the othermost. Uh, he saved him in spite of himself. The third word is found in John 19, 26 and 27. You can look it up. Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. Relationally. The Lord cares and comforts us in our greatest time of need. Mary, his earthly mother, is heartbroken. Now let me stop, pause, and park and give you some clarity about Mary and Mariology. Mary was a sinner saved by grace. Mary birthed Jesus, amen, and once Mary birthed Jesus, she did her job. He was born of the Holy Ghost. There was no sexual relationship with Joseph. And if you look at the early accounts, it protects the authenticity. It protects the virgin birth of Jesus because he was born of the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? While he was an embryo in Mary's womb, he was covered by the Holy Spirit. No sin, no flesh, no sudden, amen, disturbances could disturb the baby. The baby was 100% man, 100% God. He was totally perfect without the stain of sin. But here, Mary is heartbroken. And look what Jesus does from the cross. He says, woman, a respectful term in the first century, woman, behold your new son and son, John the apostle, whom laid on Jesus' breast, behold your new mother. He committed his earthly mother 
to the care, the comfort, and the keeping of one of his staunch disciples. When you and I are heartbroken, Jesus is always there. When we're ready to give up, Jesus is always there. When we feel like throwing a towel in, Jesus, hallelujah, is always there. He's there. You can't see him. You sometimes don't feel his presence, but he's there. I'll never leave you.
fellowship, we are thirsty. When we have turned our backs on God, we are thirsty. When we leave the church, we are thirsty. He, he says, I thirst. And then, of course, the sixth word, one of my favorites, John 1930, it is finished. Now, notice he didn't say, I'm finished. He said, it is finished. It refers to the plan of redemption. He is declaring a divine victory because Hebrews tells us that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. But not just any old blood, a lamb without blemish. And this takes me back to the tabernacle of Exodus 25. When the, when the tabernacle was in building and when the tabernacle was finished, the daily priests would go in and, amen, deal with the showbread and make sure that the light stand was lit to make sure that the incense was burning. But only once a year on Yom Kippur did the high priest go in and he went in with a basin of blood where an innocent, blemishless, listen, lamb had been slain and he would take the blood and he would approach, Lord have mercy, the curtain where the incense was, pull the curtain back and walk into the Holy of Holies and they, they typically put a rope around him in case he had sin in his life and he would die and they would have to drag him out because nobody could go in because God is holy and God, amen, was hovering between the angel's wings in the holy of holies and he would take the blood and sprinkle it seven times and, listen to this now, on the, uh, amen, judgment seat and the mercy seat would close and when it closed, when the lid closed, it meant all Israel's sins were forgiven for one year. But Hebrews 10 says, but this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand side of God. Here's our great high priest giving his blood, accepting his blood, and the veil of the temple, amen, rent in twain from the top down to the bottom. God had opened up a new avenue, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may receive help in a time of trouble. For by grace, love we don't deserve, but we save. And that faith is not yours. Grace through faith. It is God who gives us the faith to believe. He said it is finished. Luke 16 says that all of the righteous dead was in Abraham's bosom, waiting, Lord have mercy, waiting for the redemptive act of Jesus. And then Abraham's bosom closed up and they were transferred into glory. They had to wait on him because no man can ascend but he who first descended. Jesus said it is finished.
Me going to heaven is not based on me not smoking, not drinking, not cussing, even though I believe when the Holy Spirit comes in, he starts to weed out sin. But my interest in the heaven is the blood. Songwriter said, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. Amen. It was the blood that set us free. The blood of Jesus. Faith in the finished work of Christ is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You don't believe that, you're going to hell. Because the Bible says that Jesus is the sin bearer. No man can come unto the Father but by me. And then, of course, the seventh and final word is found in Luke 23, 46. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. He had to dismiss himself, listen, in order to die. Because you can't kill God. God is eternal. And when he dismissed himself into God's hands, there was reunion, there was remedy, ah, there was a rationale for resurrection. He gave himself, and during this pandemic, we need to commit ourselves into God's hands. Lord, I commit my family. Lord, I commit my children. I commit my grandchildren. I commit myself into your hands. And that committal was a committal of faith. Lord, take me. Lord, move by your spirit. Lord, heal me. Help me. Lord, be my covering in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come to tell you this morning that he died. I know he died. He died. Amen. And child of God, the reason I know he died, he died. Amen. Because the Bible says that at 3 o'clock p.m. he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders. And the Bible says he died. He died until the sun stopped shining. He died until the earth started reeling and rocking. He died until a Roman centurion said, Surely this was the Son of God. I see cataclysmic, I see calamity, I see confession, but early. On Sunday morning, the Bible says he got up with all power in his hands. And we're going to talk about that on Easter, the talking tomb. The tomb talked. The tomb instructed us that Jesus had risen from the grave, do I have a witness? He is my Alpha and my Omega. He is my beginning and my ending. He died for my sins. He was buried and he rose again with all power in his hands. And I'm so glad that he died. Do I have a witness? Because if he had not died, he would have not resurrected. If he had not resurrected, I'd be in hell this morning. But he died. 
in my place. And I'm just glad that he died. Shed his blood. He didn't spill his blood. He shed it. Spilling is an accident. He shed his blood on my behalf and on your behalf. And if you're not saved, you better get saved quickly. A, B, C. Admit that you are a sinner. Lord, I'm a sinner. Believe in your heart that God put him on a cross, raised him from the dead. Can I get a witness? And confess to him that you need to be saved. And the Bible says with the mouth, confession is made. With the heart, belief, amen, becomes real. And we ask Christ into our lives. And on this good Friday, it's good to the elect. It's not good to the world. It's good to the elect. It's a good and plenty thing. It's a good thing that Jesus died in my place. It's a great thing that Jesus died for my sins. It's a great thing that Jesus died. And when he died, I died. When he was buried, I was buried. And when he rose, I rose. Do I have a witness? The world needs to know that Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God. He's God the Son. Do I have a witness? And you can come to St. Matthew's. When we open back up, we're closing definitely, but we will be streaming. We want you to know we're praying for you, your family. Stay safe. Stay separated. Amen. And, and we want you to know that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. If you desire to tithe, you can tithe online. If you desire to send anything in, only if you desire, P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. I'm Pastor Gordon. We love you. Stay tuned. We'll see you Easter afternoon at 12 o'clock. May the Lord richly bless you and your family. Amen.